0: Hello and welcome back to In My Opinionation, your bi-weekly Blossom Watchthrough podcast. I am your host, Mallory, and I am here with my co-hosts, Jen and Eric. Hey, guys. Hi. Oh, hello. So this week, we are looking at Season 2, Episode 16, 3 O'Clock and All is Hell. It aired on January 20th, 1992. It was written by Brenda Hampton and directed by zane busby
1: zane busby i don't know where that
0: was going (laughs) great all right so uh we're we're gonna you know what before we get into the russo rundown jen you looked up the three o'clock and all is hell reference so i want to hear about that first
1: yeah so three o'clock and all is hell i was like i know i've heard that somewhere before so i looked up the phrase the actual phrase is three o'clock and all as well. And I was like, I know that phrase. Can't remember why. So it, I think it was probably in some old play or something I've done at some point. So it started around the medieval era. So in medieval times, medieval times, <laughs> night watchmen, um, you know, would be up all night guarding against invasion, thieves and fire. And then town criers. Um, I don't know if it was on the hour, but like every few hours would make this cry and say like, oh, three o'clock and all is well. So people knew that their town wasn't under attack or anything like that. I guess it continued on through to the Civil War with like prison camp guards. Oh. Yeah. So that was like the Night watchman thing to let each other know, I guess, when they were switching shifts huh. that nobody was dying and nothing was on fire. I
0: didn't realize it continued that long, but yeah. I I knew the phrase from the old Disney Robin Hood. Where he's a fox. <laughs> that's where I've heard it. Okay, yeah, I was like, yeah. I know this phrase. There's what are they? The <laughs> vultures are the <laughs> the vultures are the guards. And he's walking. I was like, two o'clock and all is well. <laughs> that's why.
1: That's oh why God. they do. Yeah, that's why they did that.
0: Yeah. So we are going <laughs> to jump into our Russo rundown, where each of my co-hosts gets 15 seconds to try to summarize today's episode. Uh so I'm gonna pull up my stopwatch on my fancy watch here. I've forgotten literally everything in this moment. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um and Jen, you're gonna go first. Of course. Well, I was gonna say Eric, but he is busy doing things, so <laughs> Jen. <laughs> okay. You're gonna go first.
2: Megan's trying to book me a booster.
0: Oh uh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah. Tristan and I uh we got a link and we booked so January 4th,
2: I have a January one, but uh, Megan's trying to get apparently they're they're like, we have extra spots in oh. next week. So we're like, OK, do it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Jen, okay. ready? Three, two, one, go.
1: OK, so Blossom and this boy are a couple in um, an econ class and they have to budget their lives like they're a married couple. And also there's a thing where Nick's getting interviewed by an old high school guy and he's trying to impress him and then that goes the opposite way
0: Fourteen
1: fifty-five. Oh. <laughs> Woof. Look. that was
2: 14 <laughs> seconds it felt like it was, five
1: it was 14 seconds and 55 milliseconds i blacked out i don't know how long it took
0: all right eric are you ready yes three two one go
2: blossom's talking to a boy his girlfriend gets angry at him what's the fighter um nick's uh High school buddy is doing a story on him, and Joey's dating a sort of dumb girl, but not really. Twelve eighty-two. She was not dumb. I don't know why they kept on saying that.
0: No, there and that, and that also was like a little bit because you stopped, and I was like, "Is he going to keep going?" No, okay, yeah. so I stopped. So it was probably closer to eleven something, but twelve eighty-two.
2: I was debating adding the plumber story, and I was like, "Eh, I
0: guess yeah. not." All right, I'm gonna try to do it. Um, it's going to be, I know Eric and Jen, you guys have timed yourself. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to get really distracted watching the time on my own watch and forget everything. <laughs> so okay, don't
1: on, don't, don't look at it until
0: it. it's done. Well, but then how do I, how do I stop myself when I hit 15? If I'm not looking at my watch,
2: we got it. We can time. you too. here. Well, I'll start you. Ready? You're going to
0: do it. All right. Eric's going to time me
2: ready in three, two, one, go
0: okay, Blossom has an assignment to do a family budget and she's with the high school bully and his girlfriend wants to beat her up. And then Tony's getting his wisdom teeth out and he's afraid about relapsing because pain meds and Joey's trying to eat a bunch of peas and Nick is doing a newspaper article and he thinks Done. that, uh, I mean, I, I think I got oh, most of the things in there. I, I was
2: going to say Tony, Tony drug addict still, I
0: guess. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the IMDB synopsis is, uh, says Blossom is the target of a female bully after she gets paired up with her boyfriend for a class assignment. I do enjoy that they specified that it is a female bully. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick is visited by his old high school rival who is in the midst of a midlife crisis. Yeah, that's about it. That's pretty close. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty the, good. The Joey P's storyline and the Tony storyline aren't in there, but it does have the A and B, which is... And for
2: our listeners, peas as in the food, not the peas. Yes.
0: Oh. yes. P E A. P E A, not P E E. All right. So let's get into our breakdown. Yep. Yep. Bam, 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 bam. So, our cold open. The episode begins like most episodes in the kitchen at breakfast. Joey shares that he is having a light breakfast because he's preparing to break the school record for eating the most peas. A weird record to have. Uh, Of course. You know what?
2: Not that weird because in high school, (laughs) this is so stupid. I didn't, I wasn't part of this, but I saw it happen. People were doing like challenges, like food challenges, like I can eat this whole thing, I can eat this bottle of ketchup. But someone was like, you know what? I'm going to drink this bottle of soy sauce.
1: That, that
2: child went to the hospital of course they did <laughs> the dumbass. whole body
1: just got dehydrated and shriveled yes. up into a prune oh, he
2: threw up so much oh, it was so gross people yeah. are stupid I don't, but peas would have well, been the Batman I guess
1: I also god bless him have a husband that in his younger days went to Denny's and Pounded shots of maple syrup, and Eric, I believe you were there for that. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> there's there's so many breakfast food stories about your husband.
1: <laughs> it's we- it's the best meal of the day. What yeah. can I say? Denny's.
0: I haven't I haven't been to a Denny's in a while, but the last few times I've been, I've been disappointed.
1: That's because you were sober. <laughs> yeah, you have to go <laughs> at three in the morning when you're too drunk
0: to care. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like those days are behind me, guys. <laughs> same, same.
2: My friend was like, "You want to go out drinking?" I was like, "I don't want to go no. outside.
0: I <laughs> do drinking." Also, okay, but so the Joey wants to beat this record by eating five thousand peas, which assumes that somebody is counting individual peas. Like, wouldn't it be? in like better to be like i'm gonna eat three cans of peas or like whatever it is like how do you know it's five thousand exactly don't,
2: don't bags have like approximate like peas
1: i think it's weight it's is it weight. just is
2: it just weight i assume yeah. there's gonna be i'm thinking like dumplings there's like 16 to 18 dumplings in this
1: <laughs> those are much easier <laughs> to count than peas <laughs> i don't know it, it's all awful peas are awful and the worst and this whole storyline just made me want to Vomit.
2: So, this is the 90s, which means the jocks probably got a nerd and was like, Weigh this one pea and then tell me how much 5,000 would count. Would. You
0: think the jocks were smart enough to say, Weigh the pea and not just, Here's a bunch of cans, count out no. 5,000. No,
2: but I'm giving them a benefit <laughs> of doubt. <the jokes. laughs>
0: Weigh this single pea wait and then and then do the math so of course joey's plan is all to impress a girl because who wouldn't be impressed by someone eating five thousand peas
2: i mean i would if it was kelly packard
0: <laughs> I, well if wait you would be impressed if kelly packard ate no, 5, no. no. Peas? i oh. meant
2: if i was trying to impress kelly packard i would
0: <laughs> okay okay fair um and as it turns out joey and this girl are probably perfect for each other because they are both impressed by dry cleaning your I'm cleaning impressed,
2: is impressed dry cleaning. You clean <laughs> clothes with dry science. material. Like that's, that's crazy. That is impressive. Why it are is people impressive. impressed by this? It's not a normal thing. If it was, Yo, we'd be able to do it at home.
1: I had to use an industrial steam cleaner the other day and I was just like science. Science. Hot water. Right? <laughs> Magic.
0: <laughs> so we jump into scene one. We are in the school unclear what class it is it could be a social studies type class could be a math class because it's budgeting i don't know or econ
1: or something like that i thought it was economics yeah Yeah,
0: econ or something like that whatever it is we didn't have this in canada um (laughs) the teacher asks the class to pair up boy girl to prepare a family budget as husband and wife so i want to know how we feel about the pairs having to be boy girl she does also say boy whatever (laughs) she does yeah I was like, I feel like that was progressive I, I at <laughs> the like, moment.
2: I, I remember doing stuff like this in high school. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, we had nothing like this.
2: And then it, when you ran out of boy-girl pairs, it'd be like, just go with whoever <laughs> at the end. It was for like, um, oh my God, I went to a Catholic school. So well, we, did okay. like, <laughs> we, did like, we did like family stuff. I don't remember what it was. Health? I don't remember. Oh,
0: okay. I just remember oh. pairing
2: up and being like, yeah, you have to do a project be family
0: E. yeah we didn't have anything like this like i uh-uh. see you know i grew up seeing on tv all the time like this type of assignment the like here's an egg take care of it like your baby assignment uh-huh. like we had nothing like that and i always thought like not necessarily like the family planning like learn how to take care of a kid because not everybody wants to have a kid but i did think that like classes like cooking and like budgeting would be good for all students to take you know like you see in the 50s that the girls took home ec and the mm-hmm. guys took wood shop. but if everybody learned how to just like make a lasagna <laughs> like we'd all be better off
2: <laughs> i wanted to take home ec in high school they took it out the year i went to high school and i was like cool i wanted to we, learn how to bake a yeah. seven tier cake come on man <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had it um it was entirely compulsory. I wish there had been a year in like, say, grade nine or 10 where they said, like, you have to take an English. Also, you have to take either a shop or, or home ec. I wish they had done that because, like you said, like skills that I learned when I was 25 in a panic
0: because I had to. Yeah, just oh, some, yeah. some sort of like life skills education, not just like abstract, like mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. how to multiply, but like. A budgeting, a like, yeah, a cooking, like that kind of stuff is invaluable. Yeah.
2: I had an awesome grade eleven teacher that did real world, real world mathematics along with our advanced math, um, which was nice because he was he was he was there for one year. Like he was a temporary yeah. one. He's like, I can teach you stuff that you're gonna probably want to learn. He also taught us how to uh, count cards, which I thought was really
1: funny
0: <laughs> skills.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So. You want cool. to be successful, don't you, kid?
0: <laughs> well, I love how you learned how to count cards and then later worked in a casino.
2: Yeah, that was like a year later, <laughs> a year yeah. or two later. That was crazy. That's crazy. If you see so people, neat. and Eric's looking. house
0: is enormous now. <laughs>
2: no, it's not.
0: <laughs> Listen, it's bigger than the house that I do not own. So, um, <laughs> uh, so this boy we have never seen before looks over at Blossom, smiles, literally grabs her desk and slides her over to be his partner. Um, this guy is Leo. He is our typical 90s TV bad boy. He has a leather jacket, his biker jacket and earring. And he has this like tough boy New York accent, despite the fact that this show is entirely set in L.A. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I feel like he, he had that whole like whenever 90s shows wanted to show a tough teenager, it was like what's a really tough uh, gang looking people oh oh greece let's let's make it look yeah. yeah. like people from greece with <laughs> the new york
0: accent like yeah. they all they all mm-hmm. have that same you know like they're all boy knicky meets, they're all knicky yeah they're all yeah, the, <laughs> boy meets world the bully had the the new york accent like it's all of these like 90s uh early 2000 shows mm-hmm. had this specific Type that it doesn't matter. It didn't matter where it was set. The bully always had a biker jacket and a New York accent.
2: you remember the tough girl in saved by the bell that one year that wore the leather jacket?
0: Oh, when they replaced Kelly and uh, uh, Jesse. Yeah.
2: She was like this. She was like the <clears> tough <throat> girl version, but a girl version
1: (laughs) she was
0: donna deluca Mm -hmm. Um.
1: (laughs) i will say though like i will always appreciate danny nucci who played this guy in a leather jacket because he has always been attractive but young danny nucci in a leather jacket is um it's not bad no
0: it's not
2: he was good he was good looking him
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: hey he he was good looking guy hey
0: he's (laughs) a good good looking looking guy He's a good-looking yeah. guy. He's
2: Austrian, but who who knew?
0: <laughs> Danny Nucci. Before he was on Blossom, he guest starred on shows like Family Ties, Mr. Belvedere, The Twilight Zone, Growing Pains. After Blossom, he was in a bunch of movie movies, including Titanic, mm-hmm. where he played what? Fabrizio. Yeah. <laughs> And more recently, he had a reoccurring role on The Fosters as Mike Foster and on 911 as Detective Rick Romero. And he is currently filming a TV miniseries called The Offer, uh, which is about the making of The Godfather. And he plays Congressman Mario Biagi? Biaggi? Biagi? Biagi? I don't know. It's two G's.
2: Oh, Biagi. I mean, he's just the king of the world, isn't he?
0: Yes. <laughs> going to america (laughs) (laughs) so lou tries to pull all the gross boy stuff telling blossom he'll call her sweetheart and generally trying to be like super smooth but blossoms like not taking any of it basically telling him that he'll treat her like a person and she says it in quite a nice way like she's not aggressive about it and he like fully respects that which i think is Nice to see from this type of like stereotypical bad boy that he's not quite mm-hmm. what we expect.
1: Well, they do this funny, and I'm sorry if I'm taking a thing from you. No. They do this back and forth of, oh, I'll call you sweetheart. And she's like, why don't I keep my own last name and you can call me Ms. So I I looked up the origin of like the Mrs. Miss Ms. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah? Please tell us. Please okay. tell us. <laughs> so it's I'm going to try to keep it short <laughs> because that's what I do, guys. Um, <laughs> so apparently miss and miss misses were the original two terms. Um, they were derived from the word mistress and they were treated a lot like the word mister where they were kind of interchangeable oh. for the most part. Um, okay. I mean, missus was still for the most part used as like once you were married, but like you could interchange them. Okay. So it wasn't really associated with being unmarried until the 19th century. And I pulled a quote where it says the earliest known proposal for the modern revival of Ms. As a title appeared in this paper in 1901. And I'm going to read this quote. Okay. And it's it. going to get, it's going to get bad. Okay. <laughs> this is written by a man of, cause of course it was. Of course. Um,
2: That's because we write everything.
1: Because you write everything, <laughs> right? History. There is a void in the English language, which, with some diffidence, we undertake to fill. Everyone has been put in an embarrassing position by ignorance of the status of some women. Goddamn women. <laughs> Goddamn women. <laughs> to call a maiden Mrs. is only a shade worse to, than to insult a matron with the inferior title Miss. So basically, if we can't define a woman by whether she's with someone or not, everyone's embarrassed and it's the worst.
0: Okay, I have to ask because like this is awful either way, but it will make it slightly less awful. Was master in use at that point as someone who was like a male who was unmarried? Because I know that like young boys, like younger boys who were Mm -hmm. unmarried were called like master whatever. that was
1: only used with this uh that was more of a hierarchy thing than a relationship definer though okay you you were called master if you were rich basically but if you were poor nobody was going around calling you master so it had nothing to do with whether you were married or not
0: right but if you were poor were people going around calling you mr so-and-so or just so-and-so
1: they called you swine
0: like that's that (laughs) like i'm not i'm not saying that it's not awful to be like a woman's worth is whether she's married or not but i'm just wondering if there was like some I, sort yeah. of like oh, apparently,
2: apparently any untitled man is mr
0: mr
1: is kind of an across the board yeah. i
0: think yeah but that's that's i would say more recent isn't it like
2: oh no that's just what it says for older things too it would
0: for unless, like, unless it's
2: unless it's like like general saying okay those people who are rich it would be master
0: okay
1: yeah primarily mr has been like as you can be a rich mister and if you're poor and you don't get like Like you said, like a master honorific, you could still be called Mr. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So it only started to enter, or the term Ms only started to be uh, kind of a a feminist term in 1969 to indicate a woman who didn't belong to a man. So ah. they kind of tried to flip.
3: <laughs>
1: they tried they tried to flip it on its head and be like, oh, you're calling us Miz because we're not married. You know what? We're Ms. because we ain't married. Like yeah. <laughs> they changed it. Um, it was suggested by someone in '69 who ran in the same circles as Gloria Steinem, which is how the magazine Miz took off in okay. the early 70s. And <laughs> that's why we know it as it is now, which is Ms. is unmarried slash. Divorced, widowed, misses just like young, whatever. Yeah, misses is married.
0: Cool. <sighs> Society mm-hmm.
2: not belonging to a man.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting, though. Like interesting etymology history. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's cool to see how that
2: well, there's a movie I remember seeing where. Oh, no. Simpsons where Homer grabs Marge's <laughs> hand and says, do you know what this says? This means I own her. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, sir. No, no. Something like no, that. No. Right? I own her. She's my guy. It was something like that. I think it was. I own her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't was like, like hey. that.
2: Maybe it was family guy. It was like an animated show for sure.
1: And that's what Mrs. used to be. I own her. <laughs> Nobody owns me. I own me. Yeah, you do.
2: Speaking of wedding rings, I can't wear my metal one anymore. It doesn't fit me. It just falls off. Which makes me sad,
1: yeah. Mine's loosey goosey too. We're all we've Aww. all tried to be healthy this year, so now all our wedding rings are falling <laughs>
2: off. Even my silicone one is falling off, and I'm like, God Aww. damn it, I don't want to get a new one. They're money.
1: The silicone ones, this is so unrelated. So get dumb. a ring spacer, yeah. Get a ring, I spacer. had
0: one for my engagement that ring. It seems like, anyways, a lot this of work. is
1: so unrelated to the episode, <laughs> or,
0: or you can get it sized, you can go to a jeweler and have it sized, mm. anyways. Um, <laughs> So uh, Blossom and Lou get to work on their budget using the average income for a family of four at the time. Unclear if this is all of the U.S. or just California, but they they say the average income for a family of four is twenty nine thousand eight hundred and forty three dollars. In today's money, that would be fifty nine thousand one hundred and twenty one dollars and ninety cents. And according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, The current medium family income for 2021 is $79,900. All of that, I feel like is not enough (laughs) for a family of four.
3: (laughs) No,
2: not at all. None of that. Maybe three times that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For a family of four, yeah. Basically, what we get from the scene is Lou teaching Blossom about poverty finance and the two actually seeming to get along. Mm -hmm. This interaction struck me a little bit as odd. So we know the Russos have money problems. Nick almost lost the house. He mm-hmm. couldn't afford Christmas presents and Blossom is a pretty smart girl. So does it track that she wouldn't know how much things cost or think that a low budget meant buying a small house?
2: I think that it's just cause she's on the wrong side of the tracks, right? She's in the, in the upper crust, whereas he's in the, I don't want to say gutters cause that sounds terrible, but he's on the, you know, the lower end and, you know, even just looking at Guelph where I live going on one side of the, of the housing on the city to the other side is like by it's, it's a ginormous amount uh, of difference. Even just down the street from me is crazy. Like the, the, the wage difference or the, the medium, uh, medium, median uh, income that people have. So it's not that she's doesn't know it. It's just that she's in a different world that maybe she can't grasp it because she doesn't have Mm -hmm. to live through it. Like, Goodwill, like he said, Goodwill is antique or not antique, um, retro shop, vintage shopping where it's just daily life for him.
1: Yeah, I actually loved the conversation for this because it is it's totally just because the Russos are kind of poor right now doesn't mean they're used to doing that. And I think there's a there's such a different mentality you know for for leo this is just this is just what you do you go to vintage stores you have one kid work here and that like you find ways to work like not to get into it but like our family didn't grow up with a ton of money and looking back i can see things my parents were doing when i was a kid that i didn't realize was them saving money Mm -hmm. and i was like that was my favorite meal ever and they were like we got it out of a can like (laughs) but you know what i mean it's like there's just a there's a different mindset so blossom is really really smart but she's smart for what she grew up with right it's just a, it's street street smarts street yeah. smart.
2: hey. street <laughs> smart. there's a right. reason we wear leather so we, when we fall it doesn't
0: break yeah <laughs> uh yeah so so like we said lou is pretty knowledgeable about this stuff because his parents have seven kids seven seven kids so many kids uh, and less money than the average income and he lays it all out you know they'll get an apartment that on the street that divides the good neighborhood and the bad neighborhood they'll shop at goodwill they'll put mm-hmm. savings aside for college or bail you know yep um and i did i did appreciate that you know like i said earlier he's he looks like the typical 90s bad boy but he's not necessarily that like, he seems really engaged in this assignment and like,
2: see, see, so you're missing mm-hmm. it. He's the typical nineties bad boy with a heart of gold.
0: That's yes. what he is. That's <laughs> true. But he's also like, it's not just a heart of gold, right? Like he's pretty intelligent about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right? what the, like, heart of, the
2: gold guys usually are. They're like, we may look rough on the outside, but we got the smuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was the sweetness
2: and the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. Both.
0: So the next morning at at, at Blossom, the next morning at breakfast, Blossom is telling Nick and Tony all about her assignment and Lou saying that he's actually quite sweet despite his reputation. Um, We also learn that the Russos are having some plumbing problems, but a plumber will be there later that day. And then we start into our B story. So Nick is going to be interviewed by his old high school news for his old high school newspaper by a former classmate named Todd. Do high school newspapers have adults, alumni, write stories about alumni?
1: This was weird as hell. I, I think it's because
2: he's a he's a struggling reporter. He probably went back and was like, if you need anything, I can go talk to some alumni. I feel yeah. like that, that maybe an old teacher was like, OK, we feel bad for him. Let's give him something.
0: I feel like this would make more sense if it were a college classmate and it were mm-hmm. for the Alumni Association.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? High schools don't do this. No. To be fair, I never had a
2: newspaper or anything at my high school. So I wouldn't. No, know. neither did we. That's because you're artsy You don't have those newspapers. We did songs,
1: <laughs> yeah. we sang the news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everything is yeah.
2: a 1920s uh, announcer voice apparently today.
1: Apparently. <laughs> it's still a bevy of high school children <laughs> kicking down classroom doors, singing the news, and running away and going to the <laughs> <laughs> It's all in
2: a cappella too. right yeah. <laughs> have to do show choir boom, versions. Boom, oh, yeah. Boom, boom,
0: boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Okay, so we find out that Nick was not both voted most likely to succeed, most talented, most popular, or best looking, but Todd was voted all of those things. Did you guys have? class superlatives and were you voted anything yes and no (laughs) (laughs)
3: so
0: eric didn't have it at all jen you had it but you weren't voted anything that was that was my experience too
1: (laughs) we kind of had like bullshit superlatives that nobody cared about and i wasn't i was the weird drama Mm. kid I wasn't getting a superlative yeah we just nobody thought about me that hard
0: we we had superlatives and like looking at my old high school yearbook like some of them aged really really poorly like I feel mm. like one was like because the apprentice the apprentice was big at the time mm. so one was something about like being on the apprentice or like being the next Donald Trump or like something like that and I'm like looking at it now being like mm. no mm. thank
2: no, no. we just had, like, yeah. when we graduated, they were like, here are awards. I guess that means yeah. you did something good. I guess. I don't know. It was stupid.
1: Like, departmental awards and yeah. stuff, right? I got yeah. the arts yeah. award,
2: because I'm yeah. the oxy kid.
1: I got the Pegasus award.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the Pegasus award for? It was the drama award. You're a pony? I was going to say, you're a pony? Is that what you are? I you're am like, a pony. You're just, like, prancing With down the hallway? <laughs>
0: With a, I'm a little white horsey. <laughs> So Joey's new girlfriend, Tracy, Tracy arrives. She has that perfect 90s California beach girl look. Like, oh,
2: my God. Yes. So I perfect. Loved it.
0: is <laughs> played, as Eric mentioned earlier, by Kelly Packard, hmm. who actually appeared in the Blos- the pilot episode of Blossom as Kimberly. I don't have any don't idea who that her. was, but no. it's credited as in the pilot as Kimberly.
2: That's not where I know her from. <laughs>
0: I'm going to get there. She also (laughs) guest starred on three episodes of Boy Meets World before starring in California Dreams and Baywatch. Mm -hmm. That's where Eric knows we're from. Uh, (laughs)
2: Yeah, Boy Meets World, obviously.
0: All that slow motion running. Uh, (laughs) Later, she was a co-host on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So as the couple heads out, Taylor says goodbye to each person individually. I don't know why, because she's... Sweet. She, she, she's just a sweetheart. and People yeah. keep
1: making fun of her. I thought it was
2: I thought it was nice.
0: Well, so they definitely play it for laughs because she says goodbye everyone and then she goes mm. goodbye Six, goodbye Tony, goodbye, you know. She's attentive. Oh
2: yeah. She is. She wants she wants everyone to feel loved. That's what she I thought. Seemed very, very sweet. She did.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then all the other kids leave for school, so we're left with just Nick and Tony and we learn about our C storyline. So Tony is set to have his wisdom teeth out later that day, and he's worried about the pain meds that he'll be prescribed. He explains that even though it's medicine, he can't turn off the addict part of his brain that sees the medicine as drugs to abuse.
2: Did, did we get a drug storyline last week? I can't remember.
0: We
1: get a drug storyline every week.
2: I wasn't sure if they, they, they missed last week so that they went doubly hard on this one for no reason.
1: Last week was gambling. Or the week, um, before.
0: Last
2: week yeah. Is that gambling? Oh my god! I think no, it was gambling the was uh, two two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay.
0: Two episodes yeah.
3: ago.
0: So, I, I, I mean, we we know that most Tony storylines are about drugs, but I did find this kind of interesting um, because I listened to Dak Shepherd's mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. From chair Expert, and I feel like it was about six months ago or so. They had an episode, a special episode, because this exact situation happened to him. He had surgery on his shoulder, I think. And he was prescribed pills for afterwards and he tried to do all the right things of, you know, having his wife administer them, but he did wind up falling off the wagon um, and seeking out these drugs on his own illegally. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to me that like, I don't know, just timeline wise that these two things managed to match up the way they did. Um, And clearly it's a real, it's a real concern. Mm -hmm. I I think the,
1: the idea is like you said really good and interesting and real. I just give him something else. Like if they had given me this storyline after giving him something completely unrelated for a couple of weeks and then mm-hmm. I got this storyline, then I'd be into it. I'm just right. so tired and I feel like his so his character is so much better than this one thing they keep making him. It's
2: not just that it's better. He's so much more than just this, right? Yeah. And we yeah. they just keep on pigeon pigeonholing him there. And he's such a yeah. good actor to have him just like stuck with this one thing over and over again. It's just it's shitty. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I know where he's going, which is nice. But yeah. like
0: Well that was what I was going to say is that
2: I want to get there now.
0: <laughs> we we are only in season two. Like there's we we have two and a half more three and a half more seasons. So yeah, I think Again, knowing where he goes, I'm not as upset about it. But okay. I can see like as someone who has no experience like doesn't know what's gonna happen in the future. It's just like, okay, come on, mm. let's let's move yeah. on. From
2: that being said, like it it's I don't think Anyone talked about addiction to painkillers or stuff in the 90s? I don't recall it at all. So that's no. that's pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah, like but like if Jen like Jen said, if it was like a couple episodes from now it'd be cooler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I also want to know what your wisdom teeth experiences were like. Mine was fine. Was were you, it?
2: Were you asleep or awake?
0: I was awake. Oh,
1: they just did like a local and it was fine. I just had I didn't have to get all four. I just had my my top two because I never had them grow in at the bottom. Mm. I was like I took a couple days off work, but I wasn't like loopy on meds or anything. I had like one day of eating mashed potatoes and I was I was okay.
2: (laughs) I had four and a half teeth it was really weird uh, I, 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 um it wasn't all wisdom teeth that they took out at the same time so okay, it was okay. four wisdom teeth and then like another tooth because i had braces so they okay, removed okay. teeth anyway so one of them was going in a weird way so they i just thought like, you were, were telling
0: us that you had five wisdom teeth and i was very confused yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so they took those out i was awake like wide awake they had to put a uh, like a spacer in my mouth to keep my mouth open because it was such mm-hmm. a long procedure yeah. and i remember sitting there and this was back when they had those yellow lights remember the reflective ones that they oh, have yeah. over the chairs yeah. um because it was the 90s and i just remember being like oh i can see my mouth clearly in this and then they started working on it's it like oh i can <gasps> see myself clearly in this and then i saw like squirt 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 i was like that's blood that's definitely blood just squirting oh. out of <laughs> Anyway, um, like a little
1: shop of horrors, that sequence where (laughs) he's like going into
2: yeah, and and like I don't I don't take regular freezing well, or at least back from the nineties, they had to use a a harsher one, so I was like fully like numb, (laughs) so I was like I can't feel shit, but it's just like. And I, I, it was weird. I never got weirded out by it. Mm. It was just like, oh fuck! it's like, uh, I couldn't move. I got, I, my mouth got closed. Um. Anyway, nope. it was uh, it was the pain afterwards was net like nothing really. I had Tylenol threes. I took it yeah. for a week and then, yeah, mashed potatoes and other stuff, yeah. and pudding. smoothies. Put in, put in. Yeah, they didn't do smoothies back then. It was the nineties.
0: No. Yeah. yeah, I. <laughs> Smoothies children weren't invented until 2010.
2: Oh, no. Not in my household. <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, I was asleep for mine. Uh, okay. I had all four extracted like before they erupted. Basically, what happened was when I would go for my like dental checkups, they'd be like, oh, like, you know, we're looking at the x rays. Like, they're really far down. Like, we don't need to do anything about them yet. Don't need to do anything about them yet. And then I got to university and they were like, well, we might as well just do it now. Like we might as well just do it. And I was still on my mom's insurance. So that nice. was another way to do it. So, um, I was put to sleep. Um, but so I, I don't like needles. Like I'm not terrified of needles. I just don't like them. And I really don't like the idea of a needle going directly into a vein, like an IV. Mm. So I knew I was going to get an IV and I was terrified for I that. Me too. Yeah. So they gave me laughing gas and then they put the IV in and um, it was fine, but I'm lying there getting loopy off laughing gas and looking at this IV in my hand, um, which I think is the like meds to make me go to sleep. And so I'm lying there and I'm like, I have a brilliant idea. Like just in my head, I'm thinking this, I have a brilliant idea. I'm not going to go to sleep. And then they can't do the surgery. I am so smart. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the <smarter. laughs> So then, so then the, like the surgeon comes in and he's like oh hi how are you i'm like i'm fine and he disconnects the like iv from the bag which i then realize is just saline not the medication and mm-hmm. he takes a syringe and like puts it into the iv and i remember thinking oh no and then i woke up <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's amazing
1: yeah oh man how um, old were you
2: jen when you got your teeth in were you a <laughs> teenager or university I,
1: too old probably i i did leave it too long like they had broken through by the time i got them out um i would have been in my early 20s probably like 22 or something
2: i was the only one in the teens that did it yeah
0: i i got the you know what i got them done at the end of university i'm just thinking about it now i got them done between third and fourth year
2: before you turn 25 Uh, right because that's when you get off your parents um yeah
0: yeah It was, it was the summer between third and fourth year. And I remember because it was when I was employed as a student researcher, Mm -hmm. um, at the university and there's a photo of me coming back after getting my wisdom teeth (laughs) out. Like it was like a, like three or four days later. So I wasn't in pain anymore. Also, I only took the T3s for one day. I had a like relatively pain free afterwards. Um, not enough to need T3s, uh, but there's a photo from like, you know, a planning session or something. And my face is just rounder than it (laughs) normally
3: is.
2: (laughs) I'm a trick mom. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I think the weirdest part of it was when they cracked the teeth and I was like, Oh, Oh,
0: I'm glad I I slept. I, I don't like dentistry to begin with. I I don't mind
2: it now, actually. Like my dentist right now is actually really good. They do. They like, they don't have needles anymore for the freezing. It's like a little wand that they like touch on your nerve and then it just, Freezes it. I know it's what? crazy. I don't. I, I assume there's a prick in there, but I just you can't feel it anymore. Yeah.
1: I think someone's using witchcraft on you. I think yeah. that's what's happening. And yes. now they
2: have this like this like dental a dam wand. that they a <laughs> dental dam in your mouth so that it's like plastic, so nothing goes in the back of your throat either. Like it's crazy.
0: I yeah. I just generally have dental anxiety. When I was I growing you. up, I had soft teeth. So like even though I was taking care of my teeth well every time I would go to the dentist it would be at least one cavity so mm-hmm. I like just booking a dental appointment like I know I need to book one I was supposed to have one <laughs> just when the pandemic started and obviously it got canceled and now I have to actively book one because you know when you go and they're like we're gonna book you in for the next yeah. one so now I have to call them and like actively book it and it's yeah. like
2: I, uh, that's why Megan does it. I was <laughs> like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to. I don't like yeah. talking on the phone in general.
0: No. Is, and yeah. Yeah. Well, let me book mm-hmm. online. It would be like, exactly. it would just take off because I'm already have the dental anxiety. So just take yeah. off the anxiety of having to call somebody and just let me book online. Agreed. But yeah, so I'm glad that I was asleep for my wisdom teeth because <laughs> that would be like the worst thing ever. So back in the class. <laughs> dentistry. <laughs> Uh, back in the class, Blossom and Tony... Tony? Blossom and Lou? Lou. Why did I write Tony? Maybe well, just he's a like a boy. boy hey. yeah. <laughs> uh, Blossom and Lou are deciding what to do with their extra $10 a month. They're kind of laughing and poking fun at each other when the bell rings and Lou's girlfriend shows up, Donna Demucci. Six completely freaks out, telling Blossom that Donna just transferred to their school from prison. <laughs> so, <laughs> Donna was played by Helena... Apotheker apothecary
1: i think that's yeah. how you say it yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: um and this role was one of her first she had done like two or three things before this and after blossom she went on to have a six episode arc on days of our lives and then guest starred on chicago hope and house among a few others mm-hmm. back at the russos the plumber lucy arrives and i was particularly excited for this guest star <laughs> role. uh lucy's played by deborah joe Rupp, yeah. and if you don't know who she is where have you been among the mountains of things that she's done, she's probably best known for playing Kitty Foreman on that '70s show. She mm-hmm. also guest starred on Friends as Phoebe's sister-in-law, and she was on Wandavision.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and even more importantly, she's going to be in that '90s show
0: yeah. when it comes out, yeah.
1: which is
2: weird, but I'm glad that I get to see her again.
1: Yeah, she had a she was part of an arc on This Is Us as well. Oh. Yes. A couple seasons ago um yeah. one of the couples is trying to adopt and she's the the agent the agent yeah. yeah social worker i stopped
2: watching that show because it started me i so can't sad. cry it's so every sad episode. all the I'm time like, I'm, <laughs> like, I, I'm already dehydrated as it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you drank too much soy sauce right yeah oh my god
2: that yeah. wasn't me i wouldn't do that <laughs> i'm asian but not that asian <laughs>
0: Oh my god okay so i also love that this plumber is a woman and nobody bats an eye mm-hmm. like nobody mm-hmm. makes any sort of comment about it and that's fantastic because i feel like at this time like early 90s people would have been like ladies can't be plumbers Whoa. no only not, me
2: i'm a plumber i wear leather yeah
1: <laughs> and not just that she's not like a lady plumber who shows up and is like super buff no. yeah, yeah. She's, she's Deborah Joe Rupp. She's like five She has her little ponytail.
0: <laughs> with her little coveralls, little side. She's adorable. Like, she's cute as damn hell. Yeah. So she heads upstairs. We have our requisite buzz scene, which, meh. Uh, so he catches Nick putting out all of his awards, trying to impress Todd. <sighs> and of course, Buzz does his best to annoy Nick, talking about the how the high school new, newspaper is certainly the height of fame. Clearly, Nick <laughs> has made it. Just then, Todd shows up. Of course, Buzz decides to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Todd is played by Todd Sussman, another prolific actor. He has 142 credits on IMDb. 142, Jeez. you guys. Not bad. A few of his many <laughs> credits that stood out to me were MASH, New Heart, mm-hmm. Golden Girls, Murder She Wrote, and Orange is the New Black. He was on
1: Little House on the Prairie for one episode. <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time. Did you?
0: Yeah. Uh. It
1: was our family show. It was our family, like, eating dinner show. That's adorable. Yeah. That's so cute. My dad used to call me half pint.
2: <laughs> Aww. <laughs>
0: Aww. So Nick pays Buzz to leave, which tracks, um, and mm-hmm. the men get down to their interview. Todd asks Nick about meeting John, Le- John Legend.
2: John Ooh, Lennon.
0: John <laughs> Lennon. Although guys- meeting John Legend also
1: would be great.
2: I could tell him how badly he was as Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he he was it's all right even
0: worse. Uh, <laughs> right. Nick launches into all the celebrities he's met, the awards he's won, the soundtracks he's played on. Turns out Todd's life has not gone so well. And hearing about all of Nick's success- successes is just too much. Todd did have a good job, but he was laid off due to cutbacks. He had a hot lawyer wife, but she left him when he got laid off and took everything. And Todd is even jealous that Nick's ex-wife left the country rather than stick around and make him miserable. So they agree to postpone the interview and Todd locks himself in the closet to cry.
1: Uh, You know what? When this happened, I thought about that conversation we had. I think it was during the geek where we were talking about, you know, how like the cool people or the successful people in high school, the people that get the superlatives. Yep like what the implications are when those people who are like at their height in high school crash and burn right or lack of a nicer term yeah that's all of my and, how high that school can, people. and how that can basically like it fucks up your psyche if you're being yeah. told all through high school that you're the, best. you're the best you're gonna do great things and it doesn't work out that way because that's just what life does sometimes you're the best like mm-hmm. i'm i'm actually grateful that I was weird nerd theater kid in high school because I had no, not going to say standards. That's a bad thing to say. (laughs) I had no expectations. (laughs) mild Uh, standards (laughs) i
2: understand we should talk to matt about this (laughs) you are saying that i love him very much me too um what I, i loved about this conversation is that when he goes into the closet and starts um you know, crying about everything. And he's like, I'm fat. Well, at least you're 40 and you have all your hair. (laughs) He pulls off the toupee. i I'm like, you guys look like you're 50. I mean, like I don't look like an adult. I feel like I don't look like an adult compared to the 90s. I know we had this chat before.
0: We did. Yeah. It has to do with how we style ourselves. Yeah, it really does. The Uh, expectations
1: of fashion and presentation are far, far different for people at our age than they used to be.
2: So what you're saying is I should dress up like uh, Nick. And see if I look as old as him one day.
1: Just get the tightest pants and the biggest shirt.
2: I put on some black jeans the other day and I was like, these are super tight. How did I ever wear
3: these?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I sent you guys this TikTok of this woman who's like in her 40s and she's like, why do we all look so young? She's looking at a Mm. picture of women in their 40s from like the 50s, 60s. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't I'm going to do my hair and makeup like them and see what happens. And then it Mm -hmm. cuts to her in the hair and makeup. And she's like, I figured it out, guys. It's it's the hair and makeup
1: yeah <laughs>
2: so yeah, I need, i'm gonna i'll grow a mullet it's cool yeah we'll, we'll figure it out
0: yeah. okay yeah experiment mullets
2: are in again i don't no. know why they are
0: uh, yeah i'm sad about it no thanks yeah. I'm, no thanks mm-hmm. uh so we cut back to the school cafeteria joey is eating his thousands of peas while his classmates including six and taylor cheer him on he finishes and then immediately runs to the bathroom to vomit uh, just like Jenna is about to do right now, <laughs> and Taylor does her best beauty queen impression, telling Six that the world would be better off if everyone had pea eating contests rather than wars. Um, I didn't write down the exact quote here because I had a feeling someone might choose it as their quote. So if you didn't, let me know, and I'm gonna say the joke. Just say it. Okay, so just she she said it would be world peas. Ah! Yeah,
2: they they had this joke on The Simpsons too. So I was just sitting there, I was like, ah. I've World heard
0: those Uh So then Blossom shows up. Six warns her that Donna is looking for her and that Bl- Blossom is supposed to meet Donna in front of her locker after school to beat her up. Six does a great Donna impression right here.
2: <laughs> Lots of shoulders. So He's your
0: friend. <laughs> Got a message for her. Cool um, head shake. Cool head. Yeah. Donna is clearly jealous that Blossom and Lou are friends and Blossom tries to figure a way out she could skip school but then she'll have to come back sometime so maybe Joey could beat Donna up but even Joey is afraid of her
1: but he did say that he would first he says I would you know I'd jump in front of a train for you I'd take a bullet for you and then she says the name he goes no never mind no no
0: thanks (laughs) back at the Russos Nick is trying to talk Todd out of the closet but nothing is working Todd doesn't like Nick said Todd like Nick said like Eric. oh my god I'm so terrible with names to say, you guys like Eric said Todd doesn't even have his hair anymore he hands Nick Bay <laughs> through the door um and Nick tries to make Todd feel better by telling the truth about his own career that he's a struggling mu- musician who has sold out uh and writes jingles to support his family we get this moment here that I want your thoughts on where Nick says that Todd can start to move on by coming out of the closet. And Todd says, you know, about that too. I have thoughts that
1: tie into what we will learn at the end of the episode, but I will say in the moment I laughed really, really hard. Matt happened to be in the room. He started laughing and then just walked out and yelled, live your truth. (laughs) (laughs) In the moment I loved it. Yeah. I was like, I hope that this is a true thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But, I also, but it wasn't, and I also have. Well, well I, what if he's just not straight? No, okay. Fair, Here's, th- can I tell you my note about this? Yeah. Here, do you want some angry bisexual commentary about this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a note saying I really, really love that they dropped this line, and I hope this this is true. I hope they don't retract the gay thing because God knows they wouldn't acknowledge bisexuality in the '90s. He would only be allowed to be one or the other. That's fair. fair. On TV, at least.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Todd makes a comment about this being it, and then he stops responding. So it gets pretty dark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nick rushes into the kitchen to call 911. But while he's in the kitchen, Lucy comes down the stairs, hears Todd crying, talks to him a bit, and we end the scene on Lucy happily understanding that Todd is single.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Back at the school, Six is at her locker when Donna shows up looking for Blossom. Six babbles on about not being able to find Blossom because she had already left for her karate lessons. (laughs) And then we get one of my favorite moments from the series. This is one of those moments that when I think about Blossom as a TV show, this is a scene that comes to mind. So Donna grabs Six by the collar and slams her against the locker. And Jenna Bonoy does this fantastic strangled voice as she compliments Donna on her look and then donna like pulls her away from the locker and slams her again and just jenna bonoy is brilliant in this scene so good that little voice she does is so
1: brilliant and comedic well, I, and the, I don't know
0: and the throwing herself against the locker and making mm-hmm. it look like donna did it and like the noises she makes and the crossing her eyes and like it's just it's so good yeah uh, so Blossom finally shows up. A crowd starts to gather around as Donna accuses Blossom of trying to steal Lou and then of just being friends with Lou. And then she calls Blossom's hat goofy and smacks the brim down. Oh, no, no, ma'am. No, no. You do not insult Blossom's hats. Oh, you can see
1: her face, too. Like she smacks the when she smacks the brim down. Blossom's face just instantly goes Oh fuck no! You didn't. Yeah,
0: this is my hat, (laughs) ma'am. This is my hat. So Blossom tries to talk Donna down, saying she doesn't believe that one person should have control over another. But Donna really won't hear it, and Blossom tells Donna she hopes that they can. She hopes that they can work it out. And what's Donna gonna do, anyways? Hit her? And we cut away from that scene, so we don't (laughs) know yet. Uh, back at the Russo house, we know. Back at the Russo's house, the cops have arrived. Arrived. They're played by Don Lake and Don Stark. Mm -hmm. I would like to know if the casting directors cast them because both of their names are Don. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Don, again, these are two very well-known actors. Don Mm -hmm. Lake, who is Canadian. Yeah. um, He's been in Police Academy, Super Dave, Pepper Ann, Space Force. And Don Stark is possibly best known for playing Bob Pinciotti on that 70s show with Deborah Jo Rupp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. fantastic so the cops open the closet there's no one there so of course they think that nick has hallucinated it all <laughs> they ask nick a bunch of questions and everything they ask he's like well yeah but todd so like <laughs> you know did you lose your job well I'm between i'm gi- between gigs but todd really lost his job are you divorced well yeah but todd is really divorced and of course, Lucy isn't there either. No. So there's literally nobody home. And just likes t- this bit. It was, no, it was, it was a good bit. And then Tony comes home from his surgery with his pain meds in hand. Of course, he's never met Todd either. So the cops <laughs> are definitely sure that Nick is crazy. But they tell him to just, you know, relax and they take off. Tony and Nick discuss Tony's decision whether or not to take the pain meds. And he tells the story about a friend from AA who went through chemo and needed pain meds.
2: That was my quote.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I won't say the exact quote, but even though his friend needed the pain meds and took them, they, he still died sober. Like it wasn't, you know, no one can, can argue that this person didn't die sober. Mm -hmm. So ultimately Tony decides that he won't take the meds unless he absolutely needs to. And then Nick punches him in the face. Um (laughs) Parenting. (laughs) Right. Punch your kid in the face. Um, Later that night, Nick is preparing dinner and Blossom comes home with a black eye. She explains that Donna hit her, but it's okay because she earned everyone's respect by showing up and not fighting back. Okay.
2: It was the 90s.
0: It was the 90s. (laughs) Uh, So we have our credit scene. The kids are sitting in the couch (laughs) in a sort of hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil pose. So Tony has an ice pack over his mouth. Blossom has an ice pack over her eyes. And Joey has his fist kind of pressed into his cheek. But it's close enough to his ears that we get the gist of it. Mm -hmm. And Nick is reading the story Todd wrote about him, which basically trashes Nick, um, calling him like a fame chaser. Mm hmm. But the good thing that came out of it is that Todd found love and a good plumber. The
2: whatever. two rarest things on earth.
0: The two rarest <laughs> things on earth. And Jen is rolling her eyes. <laughs> they had an opportunity. They did. So that is the end of our episode. Uh, let's jump into our outfit of the week. Eric.
2: I am going to go with, uh, what's the name? Lou. Because.
0: With Lou. All <laughs> right.
2: Why? How could you not love the bad boy? Um, leather and. Biker outfit with the... Was it a white t-shirt? Just a classic... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, it was, it was a red. It was a maroon, maroon shirt.
0: Is he wearing the same outfit in both scenes? Or close uh, enough? Close enough. Don't yeah recall.
2: But, yeah. The hair, the earring, the necklace. Perfect. Just perfect. Yeah, so good.
1: Jen? I feel like I might be stealing yours. I really like Blossom's intro outfit. That you did not steal mine. <gasps> Whoa! Okay, good. Um, So... I really dug this one. It was a bit of a repeat from something we've seen before. So she had a really baggy white T-shirt. She had a really baggy black vest over top with a little brooch, but she was wearing this super cool hat that I could totally see myself wearing back then. It was sort of like a lifted newsboy cap, like sitting right on the top of the head, like they used to do instead of wearing a hat normally like a person, (laughs) but it was in this black and white houndstooth pattern. And she had a little matching scrunchie and then she was wearing a red skirt. I think it was. You don't really see it. I was trying to figure
0: out if that hat was the same hat that girl Tony wore that one time that you really liked. No, that one was orange. And was it? okay? Okay. because it was the same style of like the lifted brim. Yeah, they're wearing it the same
1: way. But I do think it's just a normal newsboy cap. But you know how on a newsboy cap like they have the the rim kind of sewn into the base i think she's just lifted it up so it's higher okay yeah okay
0: yeah i i chose six's outfit she has this purple shirt with a matching purple hat and purple leggings and then she has these black high-waisted baggy shorts that i'd almost Mm -hmm. call secret shorts because they do kind of look like a skirt Mm -hmm. um and then she has this like cropped gray blazer and i I don't know she looks really good and her waist is so tiny and it looks even tinier because they do like the bigger shorts and the bigger um uh blazer so Mm -hmm. it like makes her look really like hourglassy i yeah yeah
1: yeah it was good
0: yeah uh so let's get into our quote of the week jen so mine was until they disappointed me
1: you can start by coming out of the closet you know about that too, oh God. There was another quote that didn't disappoint me, and it was related to like you said, getting a house like on the line between the good neighborhood and the bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he says the line will be in a good neighborhood at bad neighborhood prices. And that is kind of my living situation right now. <laughs> Cause we're kind of in like a tucked away, forgotten neighborhood of my city that nobody really knows anything about. So the houses Are not terribly expensive, Mm -hmm. but we're not in like the bad area.
0: (laughs) I I was thinking about this in relation to my second apartment in Toronto. Yeah, because we were like right across the street from the like one of the rich parts of town, Mm -hmm. but we weren't paying the rich prices. And I was like, (laughs) this is fantastic. Like I have all the amenities of like you know the the nice grocery store and like all that Mm -hmm. stuff, but also like I'm not paying a crap ton of money. (laughs) Yep i love it eric your quote the quote part is
2: see that's the thing dad no one will ever tell me bill didn't die sober but there's that whole part before where he's talking about the um him going through cancer and Mm -hmm. you know all that sadness Um, but it was a good i like tony's acting in that it was just so good
0: it was really good Yeah. yeah so my quote uh it's when Blossom asks Joey to stand up for her so Blossom says I need you to do me a favor a big brother favor a life and death favor and then Joey responds oh god you're going to ask me for a kidney aren't you I always knew something like this would happen as if Joey's just sitting around being like I'm an organ farm for my siblings one day they're going to come to me and ask for an organ
2: Joey had an amazing outfit on at that point too I don't know if you remember it
0: yeah very very peak joey, mm. joey. Oh my God. um oh. <laughs> so lesson of the week eric do you have a lesson of the week
2: uh no
0: <laughs> no <laughs> jen do you have
1: one <laughs> yeah sort of okay. um it was the storyline where your high school experience doesn't dictate the rest of your life That's don't fair. expect it to yeah
2: i'm glad it didn't
0: yeah, <laughs> I, right i had don't judge a book by its cover So Lou wasn't who Blossom or we as the audience thought he was going to be. Todd wasn't who Nick thought he was. And Nick wasn't who Todd thought he was. Mm -hmm. Like everyone was kind of Mm -hmm. not what we expected. And
2: Joey's an organ farm.
0: And Joey's an organ farm. (laughs) And he's the only one who knows it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, uh, Eric, out of five bullies with New York accents, (laughs) what do you score this episode?
2: Hey, 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 hey. Four, Four out of five. I oh, thought was pretty good. Um, I took it off because I uh, took one off because of the whole Tony thing. I was just like, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm over yeah. it. Hey.
1: Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jen? Yeah. Um. Same. Uh, this episode was fun as hell. I like that they talked about the different kinds of poverty without beating us over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I liked the idea of exploring like post high school life. Mm-hmm. And like I liked everything they did. again would have appreciated like you said the tony storyline if it had been
0: somewhere else in yeah
1: series.
0: Yeah. I, yeah i gave it a 4.5 i i really enjoyed this episode you guys i like that blossom wasn't able to talk the bully out of fighting her because yeah. tv <laughs> likes to say that that's a thing and often it's not mm-hmm. um I also, like I said, that scene with six at the lockers, like that's, that's that's a moment that sticks in my brain and I love (laughs) it. It's, it's, she's so good. She's just so good. Um, and the family budgeting and Todd's story of losing his jobs due to cutbacks, like that's still so relevant, like Mm -hmm. so relevant today, but it's not a perfect episode. No,
1: it's not perfect, but of all good. of the fun there was a lot of fun writing uh, yeah. around a lot of really serious topics yeah it's not perfect
0: but it's pretty damn good yeah yeah so that's that's uh three o'clock and all is hell next week we are looking at season two episode 17 losers win what uh, apparently but it's in the name uh, right <laughs> losers, uh, losers win so thanks guys for hanging out with me and and talking about blossom and wisdom teeth um <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, see you all in well you'll hear us in two weeks bye thanks for listening to in my opinionation don't forget to rate and subscribe on apple
1: podcast stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts
2: you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I am Opinionation. our website at IamOpinionation.com,
1: or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes.
0: New episodes drop every other Tuesday.
1: Thanks again for listening, and until next time, the sun is going to surely shine.